Welcome to the Flourish with Functional Nutrition podcast. I'm your host, Madeline Lowry, founder of Twin Cities Nutritional Therapy and a nutritional therapy and MAP method practitioner specializing in allergies and sensitivities, chronic fatigue, chronic pain, sleep issues, and infertility. Join me for episode 38, where we talk with me about how we can retrain the brain to overcome allergies and sensitivities. I'm going to talk about my work with allergies and sensitivities, both as a nutritional therapy practitioner and as a MAP method practitioner, and how working with the brain resolved my own sensitivities, as well as a number of chronic health issues. Learn about basic methods for neural retraining like DNRS, and why an advanced method is needed for those with higher levels of lifetime trauma. Hear about my new program, MAP for Sensitivities, a unique program that works on two levels. It utilizes the principles of the basic methods to work on the conscious level, as well as MAP method sessions to work with the subconscious mind in order to retrain the brain to tolerate foods, chemicals, mold, and other environmental irritants, and more. Listen until the end to hear about the format of the program and how you can learn more and register. As always, We must disclaim that the information we share in the podcast is for educational purposes only. As MAP method practitioners, we do not diagnose or treat disease, and we recommend working with a qualified practitioner. Now, let's get started. In this podcast, I wanted to talk about my work with allergies and sensitivities. So let me just back up for people who have not heard any of my other podcasts and just give a little bit of background. So I had started out as a nutritional therapy practitioner. This was after some number of years in the business world. I also have an MBA. And I, uh, I had started as a nutritional therapy practitioner because of my own health issues. I think it is kind of it's, it's relevant for me to describe those here so that you can understand where I was coming from. I was someone who was relatively healthy, but had a number of sort of niggling health concerns, which seemed to get worse over the years, in my 30s, 40s, as you know, as the decades passed. And by this point, I was in my 40s, and I was really feeling very run down. And this led me to go to doctors and then functional medicine doctors and naturopaths and others, other kinds of practitioners to try to figure out what was going on. I knew that I was feeling really fatigued. I had a really, really low tolerance for stress. I couldn't really understand it. If anyone asked me to do anything at work, it was it would just set off heart palpitations. And even driving around in the car with my son, if he if he even said anything to me, I was having it was set off heart palpitations. And so these I knew something was really not right with me, but I couldn't really pinpoint what was going on. I had in the past felt similarly bad, and I had in the past been able to resolve whatever symptoms were present at those those times by removing foods from my diet. 
I had learned that by taking gluten out of my diet that I could resolve the chronic fatigue and other weird health things that had always plagued me and I'd never really been able to connect them to anything like having extremely cold hands and feet or like hormonal dysregulation or being, you know, pretty thin, uh, having, oh, migraine headaches. I mean, they were just, you know, at each stage, there were certain symptoms that motivated me to do something. And the something that seemed to work the best was taking gluten out of my diet. Once I had done that and I saw the, the amazing changes in my health, like 10 things, you know, got better. Then I realized, wow, you know, I must have been really sensitive to that food. And I proceeded in this way over the next few years. I thought, well, I, I got tested and I found that I was a non-celiac gluten intolerant person and that I had genes for this coming from both sides of my family. And so I felt very justified in being extremely strict in taking gluten out of my diet. I thought that much like they tell people who are uh, celiac, that the gut would heal within about two years. You know, if you avoid, if you strictly avoid all exposures to gluten, that your gut will heal. And so I was looking forward to the two year mark and I was very vigilant. I consider myself a fairly disciplined person, not, not type A, but just um, willing to do what it takes, you know, to maintain my health. And I, you know, I felt like I was doing all the right things anyway. I mean, up until that point, you know, I ate, my, my diet was fairly healthy. I exercised, I meditated, I pretty low stress life. I mean, I did work full time, but it wasn't a very stressful uh, situation. And, you know, generally everything was good. And so when at almost the two year mark, I noticed the symptoms coming back again, I was really distressed. Oh my gosh, what is going on now? And, and this led me to take more things out of my diet. So this became a pattern. 18 months later, symptoms come back. I take something else out of my diet. A year later, you know, so the windows were getting smaller and smaller. And I kept reacting to this by taking things out of my diet. But I was able each time to regain my health, although not as dramatically as it had worked the first time. So I was puzzled by this. But gradually, the symptoms came back. Like I said, you know, the picture would change each time. It wasn't the exact same symptoms. Um, while at one point I started gaining weight at a rapid pace, which was highly unusual for me. At another point, I was losing weight dramatically. I looked like a cancer patient, despite eating every two hours, eating pure fat. You know, I mean, I, I was definitely trying to put weight on, but it wasn't working. Nothing I was doing was working. So like I said, I went around, saw all these doctors, functional medicine practitioners, naturopaths, and they gave me plenty of reasons for why I wasn't feeling well. I mean, at this point, I was already a nutritional therapy practitioner, so I had already been using everything that I knew from nutritional therapy to try to help myself, but I really felt like I needed more support. Right? So they sent me to get tests done, and I found 
Then I had a very high mold count of protoxin A with sky high, heavy metals, high levels. I had my microbiome sequenced. It was decimated. You know, all the, all the usual beneficial species that you would hope to find in your large intestine were really at minimal levels. And there was all kinds of exotic stuff and bad stuff growing there. And I also had chronic Lyme which was not a great thing to find out. Uh, like I said, I was severely underweight. I had no tolerance for stress. I was tired and brain foggy. Hormones levels were really dysregulated. My immune system was really dysregulated. I would get a cold and it would last for weeks. I wouldn't be able to sleep lying down. I had to, you know, I couldn't breathe. I had to sleep sitting up. I mean, just a little cold would just take me out. Oh, and the thing that really got me was that they said I had nutritional de deficiencies. This was painful because I was a nutritional therapy practitioner. I had been aware of these nutritional deficiencies for at least a year and a half, and I had access to the best supplements and had been taking them in copious quantities. And so this was very demoralizing, right? Now, through all of this, of course, I was aware that I had a lot of sensitivities, not just to foods, but other things. But I had never considered that my allergies and sensitivities were at the root of my problems. That had never occurred to me. However, as a nutritional therapy practitioner, I was working with a population of clients with allergies and sensitivities. It was a large component of the, of the clients that I worked with. And many of them were not happy to, that they had to try to see if they, you know, if they removed foods from their diet, that their health picture might improve, right? So I would, I would test them. I had by this time learned an energy kinesiology method so that I could test people more quickly in an office visit, give them a list of foods that were suspects and send them home to try removing them from their diet and see how their health picture improved. They were not always pleased about this. At their request, you know, I started to look into allergy elimination techniques. I thought, well, you know, this works for me taking all this stuff out because I'm fairly interested in cooking and no matter how many things I've had to take out of my diet, I can always seem to find more things, more ways I can make things and more recipes to try. And I was satisfied with that, right? I, I felt this is what I need to do to maintain my health. I, I will absolutely do this. But my clients did not seem to be on that bandwagon. And so it was to help them that I started to learn allergy and sensitivity elimination techniques. I learned a few acupuncture ones and acupressure ones. But finally, uh, but those, you know, those are kind of tedious because you had to work on one sensitivity at a time. And it might take multiple office visits to just even get to the one sufficiently that you could start the next one. And so this was very time consuming and expensive. I wanted something faster. And then I found the DNRS system. I found it because I, I read a book called Wired for Healing, which is a book by Annie Hopper, a Canadian, who had developed a lot of allergies and sensitivities quite suddenly. But they were very, very severe, severe to the point where she couldn't live in her house anymore because she was 
sensitive to electromagnetic fields. She couldn't be within six feet of an outlet or an electronic device. She was also sensitive to mold, chemicals. She had chemical sensitivities. And all of these things together meant that she could not work, she could not live in her home, and she had to move into a tent in her yard, basically. That is how she started. And she was trained as a counselor. And she realized, you know, she did what I did. She went to see many, many practitioners and doctors. But at some point she realized, she already had understood, right, that it, there was something about her brain that had changed. The electromagnetic fields and the chemicals and the molds had been there for some time. But only now was she reacting to them in a really severe way. She realized that something had changed in her brain, and she set out to learn more about this. And so one of the things that she discovered was that we have this danger-sensing system of the brain called the limbic system. It's a fairly primitive part of the brain, and it is tasked with analyzing all sensory inputs. So everything that you can sense in the external world through your senses, as well as everything you can sense internally, like breathing rate, heart rate, blood pressure, um, pain, thoughts, or emotions. So all of these things are being evaluated every second by your limbic system. And at any moment, your limbic system is trying to figure out if you are safe or if you are not safe. And so she realized that her limbic system had become, you can think of it as hyperreactive. Right? It was having, it had identified certain things in the environment as being highly dangerous to her and was starting to react to them in a really extreme way so that she was basically debilitated and couldn't live a normal life. But she had hope that she could retrain her brain and resolve these tendencies, this response, so that she could resume the life that she used to enjoy when she was tolerant to all of these things. And so I think you can see that what we're talking about when we talk about sensitivities and allergies is that there is a loss of tolerance that we experience. Something that was fine for us, and I'm not saying ideal, right? I'm just saying fine, tolerated, becomes intolerable, and the brain starts to react to it in a really outsized way. And so if you follow this line of thinking and you follow her program, which she called the Dynamic Neural Retraining System, you can reestablish tolerance in your brain, right? Because the brain is like an instrument, right? It works for us. We are more than our brains. And if we have the will to retrain our brain to be tolerant to these substances again, we can do that. And she has a system which I used I would call it, it's partially educational. So the principles that I just described to you are expounded upon. So there's, there's more detail and background, but essentially those are the principles are described at, 
some length, and then you learn a set of mental exercises that you practice yourself for an hour a day for three to six months. These exercises are like um, affirmations, a reframing of what's happening to you, you know, sort of a positive reframing of these, the sensitivity cycle, we can call it, and a set of visualizations where you imagine yourself being able to tolerate these things again. And so this is what I would call now a basic neural retraining method. Like I said, it's education plus a set of mental exercises you practice at home. And by doing so over a period of time, so remember an hour a day for three to six months, it's not a small commitment. But over that period of time, you can retrain your brain to tolerate these things that it has lost tolerance to. In fact, what you're doing is you're establishing tolerance for all things at the same time, not just one food at a time, although you will use one food at a time for a re-exposure process. But the effect is that the brain, the limbic system becomes more stable, becomes more tolerant, to all things. And so even if you're working with foods, one food at a time, you become tolerant to all foods at the same time, and even to things outside of the category that you're working on. So you will also become more tolerant to the chemicals and the mold and the pet dander and the pollen and the electromagnetic fields or any other things that you may be sensitive to, heights, weather patterns, um, driving, right? So the brain becomes more stable through the process. And in working with the brain, we can establish tolerance for all things again. You may have to work with several uh, foods. In the example of foods, you know, uh, a lot of the people that I work with are coming to me, they're eating eight or 10 foods. So they may have to work with three or four or five foods, but they will not have to work with all foods that they are sensitive to or allergic to. It seems that by the time we've reestablished tolerance to the first food, we are able to bring back other foods into our diet, kind of along with that first type of food that we used for a training exposure. And then you might hit on something else that, yep, I'm still sensitive to that, so I need to work with that. That becomes the next thing that you work with. And then again, similarly, if you find a third thing, then you may have to work separately with that. But pretty soon, you're, you know, within some weeks to months, weeks to months, you're able to add back a substantial number of things that you've been sensitive to. So I did this training. I, I, I learned, I read the book, Wired for Healing. I thought, my God, is, could it be my brain? I did the training and I thought, well, this could be helpful for my clients. <laughs> um, and I solved all of my allergies and sensitivities to my great surprise. And it worked so much faster than the acupressure and acupuncture methods that were like the one at a time kinds of methods. And so I really became convinced that this was the way to go. And I started to introduce this method to my clients. However, I found that some of them had already tried this method and had put it aside because they could not get through the 14 and a half hours of the uh, video that is required to learn the method. 
And I started to think, well, that's unfortunate. I mean, brain fog and fatigue are two of the more common symptoms of someone with a lot of sensitivities. And I thought, well, it's really unfortunate that they can't access the method because it just takes too long, not only to learn it, but then to do it. So I decided instead to offer a, we can call it a Cliff Notes version. I saw that the method could be streamlined and simplified and also updated because it had been created, you know, 12 or 14 years ago. And we know so much more now about self-directed neural retraining. So I did that. I updated it and streamlined it and I made it much shorter. I also added exercises to it that I thought would be helpful because one of the features of being in this stuck in a sensitivity cycle and being sensitive to a lot of things is that you are also stuck in a stress response, in an extended stress response. So this gets to the second part of my story. So not only was I able to resolve all my allergies and sensitivities with this basic neural retraining method, but I also observed that I was able to gain weight again pretty quickly. And that all of the other symptoms, the fatigue, the brain fog, the poor tolerance to anything slightly stressful, all resolved. You know, this really brought home to me the significance of being stuck in an extended stress response. So we know that when you're in the fight or flight response, which is the stress response, that the body is gearing up to deal with an emergency. And in that state, the body does not perform any of the restorative functions. None. It puts all those projects to one side because when you are running away from a tiger, this is not a good time to reproduce, right? So to heck with those hormone levels. This is not a good time to digest your meal. So digestion is poor. It's not a good time to absorb nutrients. So uptake of nutrients is not really happening. And when that is what's going on for you, if you're not digesting well, you're not taking up your nutrients, then you have a lot of undigested food and nutrition passing through to your large intestine. And that means that turns into food for pathogenic species, which start to overrun your healthy beneficial species. And so I realized that by pulling myself out of this constant stress response, which I didn't even realize I was in, but now, you know, afterwards I could see that I definitely was because I had no tolerance to stress. Like I said, if someone asked me a question at work, I went into heart palpitations. So I realized that when you can pull yourself out of that extended stress response, suddenly all the systems of the body start working a lot, whole lot better. Because none of the restorative functions of the body happen unless we are in the parasympathetic mode. The parasympathetic mode of the autonomic nervous system is the other side of the stress response, right? When you're in one, it's like a, like a seesaw. If you're in one, you can't be in the other at the same time. And so the parasympathetic response, which, or what we call the rest, digest, and heal response, is where we need to be for all of those restorative functions to take place. Further, when your body 
when your brain is reacting to various things in the environment as being high-level threats, when in actuality they're only really should only be reacted to at the level of an irritant, right? So we know that gluten and dairy, those are gut irritants. I won't say that they're perfect foods, but on the scale of things, maybe it's something your immune system should react to at a level one or two. But when the brain seizes on the idea that they are high-level threats and starts to react to them or call for an immune response that is more like a seven, eight, or nine, that is when severe damage to the gut occurs. And so when we can settle the limbic system and when we can stop this hyper reactivity, this outsized immune response, then the immune system, which was dysregulated, right? Because it is the immune system was being called out every time you ate or every time you were exposed to chemicals or anything in the air and basically your immune system was getting exhausted and so it did not have the resources to deal with things like chronic viral infections, mold counts that are building up in the body, bacterial infections, right? I mean all of the all of the things that it should be addressing got put to the side because the immune system was being called out repeatedly, ongoingly for these low-level threats that your brain had misidentified as emergencies. So my, I noticed my health, my baseline health got so much better. I mean, I was back to normal. And all of this from just uh, trying to solve my client's problems with allergies and sensitivities. So it was just a really eye-opening experience. So what I was trying to explain was, once I learned how powerful this would be, I really wanted my clients to be able to use the method as well. And so I created a shortened version called Retrain Your Brain. Uh, it is, you know, it's just 90 minutes of online learning modules, an hour with me to learn the exercises, and then a 30-minute follow-up visit about three or four weeks out so that you and I can get together again at a reasonable period, you know, if you've been practicing for three or four weeks and you're not making much progress, then we need to get you to something better, something else, right? You need something more than the basic method. And so this was what I, I you know, this was basically how I laid out uh, my first program, Retrain Your Brain for Allergies and Sensitivities. And it worked really well. I had wonderful results with clients that I taught both in workshops and in one-on-one -on -one sessions, and I was very encouraged by it. However, I did recognize that about 25 or 30% of the people that I taught just couldn't avail themselves. They couldn't achieve their goals with that method alone, and I couldn't understand why, not at that time. But then I learned something important about adverse childhood experiences. I learned that early lifetime trauma experiences, trauma being painful emotional experiences, right, can set the brain, you know, they can be the thing that causes that limbic part of your brain to get stuck in a perception that the world is really dangerous. Right? And so I started to, on my intake form, I would ask people about their trauma 
levels, not just childhood experiences, but overall lifetime trauma, I found that the people that had moderate to severe levels of lifetime trauma, and some people even recognize that there was some period of stress or some trauma or even you know both that preceded the development of their allergies and sensitivities. So that's really important to recognize as well, right? And so I realized that there were trauma experiences that predisposed a person to not being able to accomplish their goals with the retrain your brain method alone. And so this inspired me to look for another method, but I didn't know what it was I was looking for. I just keep kept saying to myself, I wish I could rewire their brain because this whole, this whole process of you know, doing the mental exercises for an hour a day for three to six months was a way to rewire the brain, right? From intolerance to tolerance. But what I wanted was a way to do it for a person in a, an office visit or a set of office visits so that I wouldn't have to just send them home to do this by themselves for an hour a day for so many months and really not get anywhere, you know, or not get anywhere fast enough. The other group of people that I saw that would fail the method were the people that just didn't have a consistent access to an hour a day for themselves. You know, they were parents of young children, they worked full time, or they had a business, or there were other things going on in their lives that were extremely time consuming, and they just didn't have an hour a day to do these practices. And so for them as well, I was thinking, gosh, how can I do this for them? I also realized that we needed to address these trauma experiences. And I had a hunch that by addressing the trauma experiences, that people would be able to engage in a better way with the basic methods like DNRS or my retrain your brain system. So I found a method, an advanced method of neural retraining called the MAP method. And basically what it is exactly what I was looking for. I, I found this method, which is very, very little known in the US. Well, really anywhere, because there are not even 200 practitioners in the world at this point. Um, and so the fact that I found it is just astonishing to me when I think about it. But anyway, I found this method. And with this method, we can work directly with the subconscious mind. And we can change subconscious programming. And we can also alleviate subconscious sources of stress, like those trauma experiences that may be keeping your limbic system in this state of high alert. And what's even more incredible about it is that it works directly with the subconscious. And when we harness the power of the subconscious mind, which knows everything that's happened to you, right? It has access to all of your consciously held and unconsciously held memories. And we can really unleash the power of the subconscious mind to find all of those painful emotional experiences that are holding your limbic system in this high state of reactivity. And then by neutralizing those, we can actually change the condition, your uh, predisposition to creating sensitivities and also make open a space where 
you can resolve your sensitivities and your allergies through basic methods. But more so than that, we can use the advanced method itself to reprogram those responses because it's a pattern, right? Remember, the subconscious mind runs all the systems of the body. And this intolerance um, response, if you want to call it that, the sensitivity response is controlled by a subconscious brain pattern. It used to be that you could eat the cracker and be fine with it or the bread or whatever, and it was fine. But then one day you realized that by not eating the bread and taking gluten out of your diet, you were able to resolve many symptoms that had been bothering you. And so that indicates that the brain has seized on a pattern where it's responding in a non-beneficial way to that stimulus, that type of food. And we can change the programming in the subconscious mind uh, through a set of sessions. Anyway, so once I learned this method, I started to use it for people with allergies and sensitivities that I recognized had a number of trauma experiences in their life that needed to be resolved first. So I use it in you know one of two ways. Either we would start out with map sessions and work through all of those experiences where they felt powerless, helpless, insignificant, unsupported, you know, defenseless, right? All of those experiences that they had had in their life. And once we resolved those, then we could start to work with the allergies and sensitivities and either, using either method, the, the, the retrain your brain method or MAP method sessions. The second thing, the second way I used it was when, like I said, I had my clients who do the retrain your brain method come back to me after three or four weeks. We do a 30 minute check-in, we see how they're doing. If they're not making sufficient progress, then that's an indicator that a certain number of MAP method sessions will be needed. And so I use MAP method sessions for that instance as well. So the reason I created this program was one, to combine both the basic and the advanced methods in a much tighter way so that we can use both the principles of the basic method, which work with the conscious mind, I found that we, even though we have the MAP method, which works very well with the subconscious mind, there was still education that had to happen, and there was still work that we needed to do with the conscious mind. You know, we needed to work on both levels, consciously and subconsciously, because of course, when the person when a person has had very scary experiences around allergies and sensitivities, it is not enough to just rewire the subconscious brain and say, "Okay, go at it." You know, now you can eat these things again. But when we work on both levels, the conscious mind and the subconscious mind, then we can make progress much more efficiently. And so I wanted to create a program that combined both the basic principles of the basic neural retraining methods like DNRS or my Retrain Your Brain program and the power, the speed, and the efficiency of MAP method sessions but in a structured set of sessions that people could do on their own, in their own time, at their own pace, 
and work through the specific issues around the sensitivity cycle. While at the same time in the program, uh, there are also live sessions with me. So when you purchase the program, you get two live sessions. There's a one hour introductory session. So for the map method to work, you have to be initiated to the method. And that is what we do at the introductory session. And then the second session, a 90 minute session, is there for you to, uh, to get a bigger experience of the MAP method. And at both of those sessions, we start to work with uh, painful emotional memories or experiences that have informed your brain that the world is a dangerous place, right? So memories that made you feel powerless, defenseless, insignificant, made you feel small or unworthy. All of those kinds of experiences are unheard, unsupported, right? These are the kinds of experiences that I see in my clients that lead to um, having a strong predisposition for developing allergies and sensitivities. So the program consists of about four weeks of activities. Like I said, this is an online self-paced program. And so from the moment that you register for the program, you sign up for that first 60-minute session. You have access to the program immediately, and you can start doing some of the preparatory work. But you cannot engage with the week one MAP sessions, the recorded week one MAP sessions, until you have had your first introductory live session with me. After that, you are free to start week one activities. There are four core Remember I said there's a structured set of MAP sessions in the program. So there are four core recorded MAP sessions. One is around emotions, one is around beliefs, another one is around symptoms, and the fourth one is around tolerance. And so these four core sessions you will do repeatedly through the four weeks. You can use them as many times as you need to. So the minimum requirement is that you'll be doing three recorded map sessions a week, so that's about three hours of time commitment, less than uh, DNRS or even my Retrain Your Brain program. So that means about nine sessions in the first three weeks. By the fourth week, you may or may not be doing those sessions anymore. There are other activities and resources that are provided, and you may be doing some of those others. But anyway, those sessions are there for you to engage with as much or as little as you want to but a minimum of nine recorded sessions over three weeks. So this is a huge savings. You know, if you had to pay for nine individual sessions with me, that's a significant investment. And so by having this program, you know, we can make this more affordable, more economical for people and work with their brain, like I said, in two levels, the conscious level. So there's still things, still education that has to happen, still, you know, tips and instructions that you ha that have to be communicated to you and instead of using you know time in your live sessions with me for that you have that in the program plus you have the live sessions with me so that we can start to work through some of those traumatic experiences that might still be affecting you now please understand it's not just childhood experiences it is also experiences that you may have experienced in your adulthood or in your teenagers it is not just emotional experiences. It could also be 
surgeries, car accidents, a divorce, a big move, a um, financial issue, a legal proceeding, right? And it could be something infectious. It could be a severe chemical exposure. So there's a lot of different kinds of predisposing experiences. And so we can start working through those in the live map sessions. Those are where you need a live practitioner who can problem solve. So that is why we do those in live sessions. So I want to say that even though there are two sessions, two live sessions included with the program, that does not mean that you only need two live sessions. Two sessions is kind of a starter for you. You can purchase additional sessions as you need them after that. For people that have more trauma in their history, they will need more than two sessions. And then certainly people, so here are the special cases. If you have a history of OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, or if you have a history of eating disorders, then you are in the category, you are in the group of people that will need more live map sessions because those are very entrenched brain patterns that seem to get tangled up with the whole sensitivity cycle. We need to resolve them as well. So, you know, in that case, you may need 10 map sessions. You may need 15. It's not forever, but you may need a more, a larger set of live map sessions in order to work through all of that. So I wanted to end by telling you the story of my client, Liz. Liz is one of the beta testers for this new program, Map for Sensitivities. As I mentioned, this is a very new program. It is only going to be launched on April the 1st. So as of this recording, it has not been launched yet. But I did have a few clients that were beta testing it for me, and Liz was one of them. Liz came to me with a list of chronic health issues that she wanted to work on and also a lot of sensitivities. She also had an ACEs score of 10. That is the highest score you can get on the ACEs assessment, 10 out of 10. So quite a significant, severe actually, level of childhood trauma. She and I worked together through about six live sessions. This was before this program was available, the Map for Sensitivities program. And when the program became available for testing, I asked her if she would be one of my testers. We had not been able to address her sensitivities to any depth because she had you know, so many traumatic experiences that we were working through. When I offered it to her, she was also going through a significant life stress. And I didn't think that it would be an appropriate time for her to start a program like this. So I offered it to her and I said, well, maybe you want to wait until things settle down because it generally is better to do this program, you know, at a time when things aren't so difficult in your personal life, when there isn't a major stressor going on. But she decided to jump in, and I want to share with you some of uh, the feedback that she provided with me because I think it would be important for you to understand what can be accomplished 
in just a few weeks of using the online self-paced program. So after the first week, she wrote to me and she said, after the first session, this is a recorded map session, on emotions, I noticed feeling a bit stronger the next day. Like when I woke up, I wasn't as exhausted. And then after week two, she wrote to me and she said, there are several things I have noticed through this week. I've been able to add back several foods, walnuts, peas, and rice. And I've been talking to my limbic system whenever I start to notice any symptoms to try to calm it down. I also went on a walk two days in a row and walked significantly more than I have in the last six years. I've been sleeping well the last several days, so that has been amazing. And so I offer this to you as an example of what can be accomplished with just a couple of weeks in the program. Remember that she had already had six live sessions with me. So at this point, she was just using the recorded sessions and exercises and information you know, in the Math for Sensitivities program. So this is a direct result of the program, not, you know, not commingled with uh, live sessions, the live sessions that happened earlier. So I'm very pleased to be able to share this feedback. And, you know, if there is anything about what I've talked about today that resonates with you, you know, if you have tried a basic neural retraining method like DNRS, and it just didn't work for you, if you recognize that you have some lifetime traumas or painful emotional experiences, and you would like to try the next level, so I see this as the next step. If you, if you weren't successful with DNRS, this is the next step. And even if you've never tried a basic neural retraining method, but you see that you're in this camp, uh, someone with a significant lifetime history of trauma, then I would recommend giving this program a try. You can learn more about it by visiting my website, mindremapforhealth.com. You can register and start the program right away. If you have any questions, please schedule a 15-minute free consultation. I would love to talk to you about it. Thanks for joining us for the Flourish with Functional Nutrition podcast. Please listen again and remember to follow us and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or Stitcher. To learn more about the MAP Coaching Institute, visit mapcoachinginstitute.com. To learn more about Twin Cities Nutritional Therapy or check out our podcast page, visit tcnutritionaltherapy.com. Until the next time, be well and flourish. Content of this podcast, copyright 2021 by Twin Cities Nutritional Therapy. Music by Barbara Benn.